Hi guys, welcome back to the Strong with Julie podcast. Today's episode is a really good one. I interviewed my social media manager and brand strategist, Shadi. She is from London. Her accent is so amazing. And I got the chance to meet her in New York a few months ago. And we were talking and we're like, okay, we've been talking for about like a year now. So it's really important for you to come on to my podcast so we can kind of dig into her story more and I learned so much about her. She has gone through a lot of struggles in life. She came from immigrant parents. She struggles with ADHD, kind of just didn't know what she wanted to do with her life. And in her 20s, she completely 360'd that and was able to build a brand for herself and find out what her passion was and what drew her every single day to work really hard. And I love working with her. Every single day, we're always texting on WhatsApp because she's in London, and I think I am going to plan a trip there actually next week. So I hope you guys take a lot out of this episode. Let me know who you want to see on the podcast next, and let's get into it. Okay. Hi, Shadi. How are you? Hi, Judy. I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Everyone, I would like you to meet my social media manager, my right-hand man, my best friend, Shadi. And today, she is going to talk about her journey as a female entrepreneur, her businesses, her struggles, and we're just going to get into it. But before we do that, can you give us a little spark notes on your life and how you got here? Oh, you're so cute. Thank you, Judy. Um, so my name is Shadi. I'm from London. I was born and raised here and I'm a brand strategist slash entrepreneur. And I own a brand strategy consultancy business where I essentially help influencers uh, monetize their following and create their own businesses out of that. Um, so I predominantly work in the field of like social media marketing, influencer marketing, and um, helping fitness influencers create and grow online coaching businesses. And uh, that's how I met Julie, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so before we get dive into your story, let's do like a little background of how we met. So I met Shadi uh, in the beginning of this year, right? Do you want to tell the story? It's kind of a cute yeah. story how we came to be. Yeah, so um, I've been following Judy for a while. Like, I really loved her personality. I loved how real she was. Um, And she was just, like, a very, like, positive account that I followed on Instagram, which I just just loved her. And I loved how how quickly her account grew as well. Because she... When did you start your account? It was... I started it in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody who's on Instagram knows how difficult it is to grow an account. So the fact that Julie managed to grow it so quickly, I just was amazed by. But that's because she was posting a lot of valuable content, which is something that I'm going to go into later. Um, And basically, I just messaged her and I said, um, do you offer online coaching? And she responded straight away and said, yeah, I do. Do you want to book a call? So I got on a call with her and... As soon as, like, we got on the call, we just clicked. Like, I couldn't even explain. Yeah. Like, magnetic it was. We clicked. We spoke about, um, you know, things that I was struggling with with fitness because as an entrepreneur, like, you go through stages where, like, you're on training all the time and you've got your routine and then you have a lot of work that's dumped onto you and then you just kind of, like, fall out of training and stuff like that. And me, myself, I'm a personal trainer. I was personal training before... I started my business um 
but even me, I couldn't get myself motivated. So yeah. I went to Julie and then I signed up as a client and she was coaching me and I'm not going to lie, I was not a great client. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can be really empathetic with that too, because like even I'm an online coach and I've hired coaches after I was certified because it's you're pouring so much energy into other people that sometimes you forget to take care of yourself first. I almost, it, it's almost like the mom syndrome too, like moms with kids, like my mom pours all her energy out into me and my brother. And I'm like, mom, like, what did you do for yourself today? You know what I mean? It's just like you give, 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 but sometimes you forget to give to yourself and you need that reminder. So, I mean, it's still a work in progress. I think you're doing such a great job now because you're finding ways of movement that you really enjoy. We can get into that too. You know, like jujitsu, yeah. dancing, but you can continue. Go ahead. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And um, like Julie was an amazing coach. Like she really, really kept me accountable. She was messaging me all the time. Like she was on top of me, even if sometimes like I wasn't very responsive. <laughs> Um, and during the time that she was training me, um, I introduced uh, the company that I've been contracting with. I've been contracting with an online coaching company called System2, who are based out in San Francisco. Um, and, you know, they really liked Julie and we really wanted her to join the company as a coach and help her launch her own coaching app. So... Um, through our relationship, I introduced some two and then she came on board. And then I've been working on Julie's online coaching business for the past eight months now. She has her own app. Yeah. Um, and she's doing amazingly. It's been so amazing working with her and like seeing the growth month by month and seeing how many clients' lives she's changing. And yeah, and we've been working on other areas as well. We We've been working on her social media in general and been helping her with um, influencer deals and things like that and brand strategy. So, yeah, that's essentially how we met. Yeah, <laughs> it's a cute long story. It's crazy. Our one-year friendversary is coming up soon, 20, March of 2023, I think. So yeah. before you got into all of this, I know, like, this year feels like so much has happened. Can we go back in time a little, like... Who are you growing up? I know like you've been through a lot and, uh, you know, just family wise and that structure. Could you go into that a little bit? Yeah. So um, like I mentioned, I was born and raised in London. Um, not to come off on a negative note, but it's just very real. I grew up in a very broken household. So mm -hmm. growing up, I just constantly saw my parents like abusing each other Um I would wake up in the middle of the night, most nights, and I'd see, like, my mom sleeping on my bedroom floor, and I was just, like, really confused about what was going on. Mm -hmm. uh, at school, like, I wasn't very bright. I failed most classes. Um, I didn't know what my talent was, like, what I was good at. I kind of just felt like I was bad at everything. Um, and because I grew up in such an abusive household, I had no social skills, so I didn't really know how to build relationships with people, build friendships. I got bullied most of my childhood. Um, so, yeah, it was a really... I had a really, really difficult childhood. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I I was born to immigrant parents. My parents are immigrants from Iran. Um, 
my mum's family basically lost everything when they came over um, because of the revolution. So they kind of had to build everything from scratch. So as you can imagine, both my parents have a lot of generational trauma mm-hmm. that's been passed on to them. And um, we just had to make the best out of the situation in London, like yeah. for them being a completely different um, country. And, you know, Western culture is very different to like Asian and Middle Eastern culture and stuff. Um, so, yeah, my parents uh, got divorced and then... Um, something really bad happened, like something really traumatic happened when I was a teenager to my mum. Mm-hmm. So then it was just like me and my two brothers that were living together. My dad basically like left when I was seven, didn't really have a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically I was really, dep- I spent most of my childhood being like really depressed, anxious, like very low self-esteem. I had undiagnosed ADHD. I got diagnosed when I was 26, actually, oh. very recently, and I'm about to turn 28. Um, but I basically used all of my trauma and the situation that I was in to work really hard to get myself into university because I thought to myself, you know, there was either one or two ways this can go. I can maybe become like a drug addict and feel sorry for myself and be stuck in the system, or yeah. I could use this better my life and make sure that. I don't make the same mistakes or, you know, just, I I, I don't believe are, in yeah. being victim. Yeah. You like stop the cycle. Yeah, stop the cycle. How old are your brothers? So I have a twin brother. What? I did not know that. Yeah, I have a twin brother. He's, um, wow. he's a music producer. <laughs> Why did I not yeah. know that? I don't know. It's a, a lot of people What's uh, his say name? What's his, his name? His name is Nima. Nima. Wow, that is so cool. I think twins are the awesomest things ever. Like, you guys probably have some <laughs> sort of mind connection. Like, if you feel pain, he probably, like, feels little. My cousin's a twin, and she says that. But I have yeah, a question. We- At what point were you... Was there, like, an aha moment that you had when you were younger before school? Like, okay, I need to get my shit together. Because uh, I need, need to now, like, pay for college on my own. Do this and that. Because I know you said, like, yeah. in high school you were, like, not doing too well in school. And kind of just, like, slacking off. Like, what was that click for you? You know what I mean? So, it was when um, my mom, she got uh, taken away. Mm-hmm. from us for a few years and my dad wasn't around he wasn't helping us I, that was the that was the moment where I just yeah. thought I need I need to get my you know my stuff together and like work really hard at college I I, I studied like a business diploma mm-hmm. um which was basically like access to get into university so I got like the top grades for that, I basically got three A's at A-level. Um, A-level is basically the equivalent of, like, a high school diploma, I think. Yeah, I don't um, know, but that sounds like you did really yeah. well. <laughs> um, and then, because I worked so hard and I got, like, really good grades, I got offered a scholarship to go to university, which was just crazy to me because I, like, literally failed Everything school. Everything before, yeah. I, it was just, I just really, really, really used my pain yeah. <laughs> as at most so basically I know that sounds a bit mad but it makes sense um, it really does and it's crazy how like that motivation and just like trying a little harder 
like got you that success because it's so easy for people to just put themselves in a box and be like no I'm stupid like I would never succeed at that and like we feed ourselves these lies when really it's just about shifting your mindset and I mean it sucks that you had to have that happen to you to have it click but as cliche as it sounds everything happens for a reason you know so after so you went to school for business and then what happens like after school I feel like from the age from college to now I want to like know everything that happened because it's such an evolution for your brand um so I I went to university again it was university was so difficult I was failing all the exams I had to reset all of them constantly so like our reset exact reset exams would be at the end of August. So mm-hmm. I would spend the whole of my summer revising for my exams. Oh wow! Because <laughs> I had undiagnosed ADHD. If yeah. I was diagnosed when I was meant to be, I could have had extra time and yeah. all this stuff. Was like, can we? Yeah. So um, I did four years at university. Um, the degrees in the UK are three years, but I did a like a placement year. Mm-hmm. I actually worked at Xerox, which is an American company, the printer company. Oh, cool. <laughs> what did you do there? Yeah. I did digital marketing. I was a digital marketing executive. Um, so I started my marketing career at a printer company. <laughs> wow, that's funny. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, during university, it was really difficult because I had undiagnosed ADHD. So, I, I mean, I had to reset exams constantly. As someone with ADHD, like, we find it really difficult to, like, remember stuff for exams. We get under pressure, we get overwhelmed, and it's really difficult for us to do it. We're more practical people. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it was difficult, but I managed to graduate. I didn't get the best grade graduating, but to be honest, I didn't really care as long as I passed. um, passed. That's all I cared about. And I actually studied entrepreneurship, so I did a... Oh, they have that there? Yeah. I don't know if that is a degree you could get here. I don't think so. I swear, it's, it's, America doesn't want there to be entrepreneurs. I don't think so. I think that America wants just everyone to be in corporate. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> no, I think it's important, though, for, I think it's important for people to start out in corporate, in the corporate world, because you learn a lot of skills and knowledge yeah. and you learn how to maneuver in the business world and you're you're safe in corporate mm-hmm. starting out it's it's a big risk coming out of it and being your own boss you know so i think it is important yeah uh but yeah so i graduated and then i can't tell you how many jobs i had after i left university i i must have had like six jobs in the span oh, wow. of two years yeah, it was it was Were crazy. Were they all marketing related? Yeah, so it was a mixture of marketing and business development. So business development is just essentially like reaching out to businesses um, to get them as a client for, for the business that you're working for. Okay, if, yeah. Yes, doing like B2B and then marketing as well. Um, but I kept getting fired. <laughs> really? Why? What did you do yeah, wrong? I, in my first graduate job, I worked for like a advertising technology company doing sales for them. And I was only there for six weeks and then they fired me. Why? Were you just not good at it? Um, I think it's a mixture of like, I wasn't good at it. And also 
I still didn't have a lot of social skills when mm. I graduated. I did. I wasn't really confident in myself. Um, I just had a lot of self-esteem issues. Like I just felt like I was just not good enough to, yeah. to do the job. So I was basic. I basically self-sabotaged myself pretty much. Mm. Um, so I got fired from that job, and then I went to another startup. I actually uh, was a business development. Uh, executive for like a music technology company oh that's kind of cool yeah it was pretty cool it was I I enjoyed it the office was in Camden in London which is like the really like trendy part of London Mm -hmm. um and then I ended up leaving because I hated my manager (laughs) I mean it's it plays such a huge role when you're working like who your higher up is if you get a shitty boss like that can ruin it for you know even if you love the job yeah, he came, he, he came from, like, a finance background and was just, like, really, like, he wanted the office to be, like, Wolf of Wall Street. And I was just like, bro, this is not what I signed up for. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I left that. And then I got my personal training qualification, was doing PTing. And then I worked in, a like, a boutique gym group called Gym Box in London. Oh, that's cool. Wait, why did you get your uh, certification? Like, what inspired you to get that? Oh, that's a good, that's a good point, actually. Um, So when I was growing up, I was overweight. I was really overweight. I had no confidence within myself. Um, My love life was a tragedy. Like, I just, I was not that girl, basically. Um, I didn't have my glow up until I was, like, 24. (laughs) Was that around this age? So you started going to the gym? Yeah, so I started going to the gym um, in my last year of university. I actually didn't do as well in university because I was so obsessed with the gym. Oh, that's <laughs> Yeah, nice. I was obsessed yeah. with the gym. Um, my biggest inspiration for getting me into fitness was Grace Bread Beverly. I love her. I love her so much. She's, I've met her as well. She's just amazing. That, um, can we connect with Tala? That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are getting a sneak peek of our internal meetings. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Grace Beverly was a huge inspiration to me. Back then, she had her account was called Grace Fit UK. She was like really big on YouTube and stuff. And I basically bought her first ever guide that she released. And I bought her guide. I taught myself everything about macros, nutrition, what macros I should be on. I was doing carb cycling. Oh wow! I was like, yeah, I was being really strict with what I was eating. Um, I was training five times a week. Like I was so motivated. Mm-hmm. That, transform my body and because I knew it was going to transform my mind um and then I loved I loved fitness so much and I loved how much it changed my life like it really impacted my life that I wanted to help other people do the same thing and it's the same with any personal trainer you speak to any online coach they say the the exact thing (laughs) it just feels so good and empowering once you like start seeing those results and seeing the mental changes you're like wow I want everyone to feel like this I totally agree that's what inspired me as well Exactly. And, um, and I just, and I, I, because I, I was having my career started in like advertising, marketing, music, I was a bit all over the place. I really felt like I found my calling with fitness and I decided that I wanted to work in the fitness industry. So I became a personal trainer and then I was a sales manager for, um, gym box. I only worked there for about eight months. Um, and and then after that, I left. I was doing personal training full time. 
And then I worked for a coaching company in the UK. Not going to say who it is. <laughs> is it like an online coaching company? Yeah, it's an online okay. coaching company. So that's how I started off kind of like... What you're doing now? Yeah, what I'm like, that's how I started off learning about influencer marketing, brand strategies, social media management and stuff like that. I mean, before then I was doing marketing jobs, but it wasn't like specifically to do with influencer marketing, mm -hmm. which is like completely different to yeah just marketing that makes sense <clears throat> and then I was working there for six months so as you can see my pattern was like six months eight months six months eight months two months yeah. six weeks it was really all over the place I lost my job in the pandemic oh wow they let go of you yeah they let go of me um I think it was last was it 2020 or 2021 2020 I think it was, was the worst of it yeah, I think it was maybe like, uh, yeah, early 2021, mm -hmm. I lost my job. I was heartbroken. Like, I was literally devastated. I cried nonstop for two days because I really, really like loved my clients. I loved my job. Yeah. Like, I, I really felt like, oh my God, this job was made for me. Mm -hmm. And then two days after I lost my job, I started my business. <laughs> wow. Lunar Light? Yeah, I started Lunar Light two days after I registered it. Wow. So what was your like motivation behind that? Were you like, okay, if I can't, like, rely on these other companies, I'm going to do this myself. And that's kind of, like, where it came from when you were little, too, when you had to, like, yeah. get the money to go get your degree, right? Yeah. Um, so one of my clients, um, who is Gabriel Say, he was my uh, client at the company. I, I called him up and I told him the news. And he's, he's the one that said to me, you know, you should just do this on, on your own. You should start your own business. He's sick. I, will be your I love him. He's amazing. I like he. I'm so I'm so grateful for him. Like he he's really given me a lot of support and motivation to like do this on my own. And he really encouraged me to do it. And he said, "Go start your own business, mm -hmm. and then I will be your first client. And I want you to manage my online coaching business for me." Wow, that's awesome. You have him yeah, cheering so, you on, yeah. Uh, Oh, sorry? You had him cheering you on. I feel like we all need that. We need, like, people in our corner. Yeah, and especially, you know, your clients that you feel a really good relationship. Like, And he is a really prominent figure in the fitness industry, yeah. and he's, like, a really well-known creator. And it, for him to say to me, you should do this on your own, I, I will be your client, it just meant a lot to me because mm -hmm. it made me feel like I was actually valuable and I was actually good at my job. yeah. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, so I st uh, so he was my first client. And then the first six months of uh, launching my business, I'm not going to lie, was super difficult. I wasn't really making any money. I was making like enough to live on, yeah. essentially. Um, and this was, was during quarantine? This was during quarantine. Um, so it was a bit of a depressing time. Like we were in lockdown, mm -hmm. we were locked in our houses. Like I, a lot of like companies and brands and stuff didn't have the budget at, the, at that time to hire me as a contractor. Um, so I was doing like a lot of free work. Mm -hmm. Start off with, I wasn't really, I didn't really know what I was doing. I was just kind of like winging it basically. And I think any entrepreneur, when you speak to them about, how do they start their business? Like, you think they're going to say, oh, yeah, we had this really well-written business plan. plan. Yeah. We got this investment and we planned everything. No, that realistically, that's not how it is. You just 
wing it. You just do it and you try to... <laughs> yeah, you try and error, you take risks and you just learn along the way. And, and to me, I, I feel like that is more valuable than, mm. you know, just having this really, really like thought out well plan. And I mean, that's also important, but I think it's better to kind of like... Yeah. It's almost like impulsive. You know what I mean? Like decisions when you're first starting off are impulsive, but it's like YOLO. You know what I mean? Like who cares? Like if you want to do it, just do it. Exactly. And this is another point I want to make. This is a really big trait of people that have ADHD. We're very impulsive and we we take really big risks. People with ADHD are 400% more likely to start their own businesses. Wow. That's a cool statistic. Yeah, and people with ADHD, autism, like on the spectrum, based yeah. that in hindsight, more than people that don't have it, because we have the risk hormone that we just want to take these risks and do it for ourselves, basically. Um, so yeah, and then uh, the CEO of System Two reached out to me about eight months into like starting Lunar Light. Just randomly, uh, were you like on LinkedIn? Like, where are you finding all of these connections? You know. Yes, so it was on LinkedIn. Um, He he reached out to me. He wanted to ask me questions about, like, how to basically build a startup um, with bringing on fitness influencers to help launch their own online coaching businesses uh, because I was doing consultancy for that. So I got on a call with him. It was meant to be only, like, an hour. We ended up talking for two hours. Wow. Dylan's the best. Yeah, he is. He's amazing. Like, honestly, I... I, when it was when it was like our one year anniversary of working for the like contracting with the company I like sent him like this long message was like you have no idea how amazing you've been to me oh that's awesome um, and you broke the six eight cycle the six month yeah. six week cycle yeah but I don't know I think I think there's a mixture of um I think it's a mixture of the fact that it's not it's not actually my full-time job working with them it's just like yeah. a part of my business and also you can incorporate lunar light in it too. Yeah, incorporate. And then also, it's so important to like work with people that you really honestly gel with and get on with and they understand you as a person, you know. Like, I don't have a corporate personality. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I get into meetings sometimes, I make jokes, I'm a little bit silly. You're English just, too, so you're very like blunt. <laughs> I feel like some people. I'm <laughs> I'm super blunt. I'm super blunt. Like, I'm very blunt. I'm very upfront. I don't yeah. sugarcoat things or whatever. But the, the co- like, System 2 as a company, like, they they know who I Like, they know who I am. They know my personality and they know what I'm about. And they actually, they like mm. me for that, you know? <laughs> yeah. They, like, want, I feel like they need it, too, because, like, you're also just a really good leader, like, within System 2, I feel like. Like, how, well, what is, like, um, what are good traits that, like, make a good leader because you have to be a leader if you're an entrepreneur as well yeah yeah so in terms of leadership I feel like everybody has their own kind of definition of what, what a great leader is but for me a great leader is providing great influence about others better their skills empower them and help uncover their special attributes on how to like utilize their skills for their best advantage yeah and that's one of the reasons why I love working with influences like yourself and um brands and things like that and helping them uncover 
their personality, their attributes, their value, and just helping them monetize that and capitalize on that, essentially. Um, and one of my dreams, actually, like in the future, is to uh, basically mentor female ADHDs, uh, female entrepreneurs with ADHD. I and I actually, have a, I actually have a mentee now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just find it like so fulfilling and... How do you go about finding like the proper mentor menteeships? Like, where do you find those people? I feel like a lot of people are searching for, you know, someone that's not a boss or their manager to like look up to in life. Like, where do you find those people? I feel like you're kind of like, that is a good question. Mm -hmm. I don't know myself. (laughs) Like, where did you find yours? Okay. So my mentee, I don't have a mentor. I've got a mentee. Yeah, Yeah. Um, my mentee's actually my step cousin. Oh, Lark. Larky, yeah. yeah. So she, so I have a um, assistant slash social media manager that works for Luna Live, and uh, she basically um, manages a lot of influencers' accounts. So basically, like how my business works is, I do social media management, where I manage influencers' social media accounts. I help them post, mm-hmm. help them engage other accounts. I basically help them increase their following and, and their engagement. And people will use that service if they don't exactly have time mm-hmm. to the engagement strategies and thing, things like that on their account. So I have my assistant that does it. And then another part of it is where I create like social media strategies, content strategies. I can help create content sometimes. And then I do brand strategy for influencer coaching businesses like I do with JD. Yeah. <laughs> So if someone, like, we have a lot of listeners who are aspiring, like, coaches in in order to gain that traction in their clientele, they have to be able to build the following. So say, like, in three quick, like, you know, pieces of advice, how do you help your clients do that? Oh, three quick. Okay, let me think. Like, what's your main thing, you know? Okay, so... Me personally, I think the most important attribute to developing your successful brand and your brand is going to be your personal brand because yeah. you're growing your social media account on you. You need to have a strong niche. Okay. So you yeah. need to have a niche that is relatable and attracts the target audience that you want to go for. There's no point. Um, for example, there's no point if you if your target audience is going to be like, 12 year old boys in America that love football. <laughs> yeah. There's no point at choosing them as a target audience, but then you're posting videos on makeup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes it's, sense. It's not aligned. Your, yeah, exactly. Your niche and your content need to be matching what you want your target audience to be. Okay. That's number one having a niche and matching that with your target audience. Two is having a lot of personality. Okay. Because the number one rule of business and branding is people buy into you as a person, your personality more than anything else. Mm. If you can show your personality and make yourself relatable, then that's how your audience is going to become loyal to you. And that's how you're going to build a community. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of vanilla content creators right now. I'm not going to lie. Don't you feel like I just want to get real for a second when I'm scrolling on TikTok, Instagram right now, I feel like it's a copy and paste of a lot of people. Like everyone's buying the same stuff now because of TikTok. Everyone's dressing the same. Everyone's like doing this. And it's kind of crazy now that I'm thinking about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
No, I agree with you. And that's why it's so important to, to have, have your that. strong and to have and to really show your personality. And this leads on to the last attribute I think is important yeah. is value. Providing value-based mm-hmm. content is super important. I always tell my clients to do a mixture of value-based content and content to show your personality and behind the scenes and you know what's helped you as a, a as a creator or a coach or an influencer whatever uh, line of business that you work in yeah. um definitely focus on valuable based content and pers- and personal content um so yeah that's the three main things that i would say i feel like that's a perfect sum of it too and i still have to work on it every day like it's not something that comes easy but having you alongside me and like pushing me and motivating me is so helpful because when i started my instagram i wasn't like oh my god i want to grow this huge following and become a personal trainer and do this and that like that was not my mindset when I created my Instagram in 2020 it was like okay I want to stay fit during quarantine that's literally how it started but then I had that spark of motivation that you similarly had after college of like wow this made me feel so good I want to make other people feel good and to have you like kind of pave the path for me this year I feel like my brand has excelled five times more than like what it would have if I was doing it by myself because like you need to like have people in your corner you know what I mean oh that's so sweet oh i want to okay let's take like a little turn because i want to again provide value for our listeners you have a very busy schedule but you still like to like go out have fun like what do you do when you're just experiencing like the worst burnout because i feel like that can come a lot in entrepreneurs especially if you're like you're just trying to juggle like a million different things yeah um I do suffer burnout quite a lot. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, It's very common with, especially with people that have ADHD mixed with entrepreneurship. I don't take any stimulant medication, so I have to deal with it very naturally. Um, How I deal with burnout? I really actually make sure that I do have a work-life balance. I'm going to be completely honest with you. When I first started my business, I was literally working 24-7. I do have periods of time where I will end up working 60 hours per week. But what I do is I make sure that I have like a couple months or like a month working a lot. And then I'll have a couple months where I just tone it down a little bit. And I maybe travel, I'll go on holiday, I'll take some time for myself, but I will focus on working as well. And that's what I have found that's worked for me. Mm -hmm. If I wake up one day and I'm completely burnt out and super fatigued, I don't have the energy, I don't have the mental capacity to work. I will just take the day off. Yeah. I will I will contact my clients and I'll say, I'm really sorry, I'm not feeling good today. Are you are we can we please reschedule another time? And luckily I've got a very good relationship with all my clients and they understand. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> so, nice. It's like a luxury as well, like being yeah. an entrepreneur. Because like if I wake up one day and I have a corporate job as well as my online coaching, I can't be like like I'm just not gonna work today which is nice that's like something that I look forward to like eventually when I build my brand up like you know in the next coming year hopefully like it you know uh I'll be able to have that as well you know yeah of course I mean it's very like it's very subjective I mean luckily like I have that luxury of doing that Mm -hmm. because I'm self-employed but if I was to work in a in a corporate company like I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to do that. And and that's partly the reason why I wanted to be self-employed was so I could have that flexibility. and Be on your own schedule. 
Yeah. My schedule. But um, things that also help me with burnout is I practice yoga. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You meditate <laughs> too in the morning. I forgot about yeah, this. I must say, I practice yoga. Honestly, like, if you are waking up and you're feeling really rubbish, mm-hmm. spending about 15 to 20 minutes doing yoga, Slowing meditating, down. taking some time for yourself, journaling. I journal as well every day. I do. I say, I, I write down three things that I'm grateful for three reasons why I love myself, which is super important, and three things that I'm ready to receive. I like that. But it only takes about 10 minutes. And then I'm telling you, you will feel so much better. Just take some time for yourself. Like, if you wake up in the morning, you're feeling groggy, just take the morning to your for yourself yeah. to prepare yourself. Go on a walk. And maybe, like, FaceTime your friends. Like, do really, like, focus on self-care. Like, self-care doesn't mean putting a face mask on and painting your nails yeah. it means like could be but looking, <laughs> it could be yeah but it really means like looking after yourself in, inside like within the in, inside and out if that makes sense yeah no it definitely does I think something that's helped me too if you have that feeling of like you wake up and you just feel burnt out and anxious it like all starts the night before for me so it just starts the night before because if you like have that brain dump where you can just like write down the tasks that are circling in your head when you're sleep like before you go to bed you know you're just thinking oh, I have to do this tomorrow this 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 and it's just like a lot of stuff piling up if you just write that down on paper you can let it like escape your mind and then when you wake yeah. up in the morning it's like okay I know what I need to get done. I'm organized. Like, I'll put it into my calendar now. And it's kind of like that little extra step has helped me so much because I used to just wake up and be like, oh, my God, how do I start the day? Like, what do I do first? You know what I mean? Especially when it's so all over the place because you probably, for Lunar Lights, like, you're doing the finance, you're doing the marketing, you're doing the, like, you know, talking to your clients every single day. It's just you have to wear so many different hats. Yeah, exactly. And you're, you've really hit the nail on the head. And this is a really good tip as well for entrepreneurs and people with ADHD. You need to write everything down, okay? You need to be able to plan mm-hmm. your day every single day. Where Do what Julie does, write it down the night before or do it first thing in the morning and prioritize the tasks that need to be done on that day or the next day. Or the bigger, Do the biggest task first. Yeah, eat the frog. Yeah, do your biggest task first and then do all your, like, boring admin stuff at the end. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Okay, I want to switch a little bit into your relationships with your current clients. So how do you, like, build that strong relationships with clients? I I know, I mean, you and I have, like, a great relationship. We get along really well, but, like, we also get stuff done. Like, we will meet. Sometimes we'll plan an hour meeting and we're so good about it because it'll be like a 30 minute catch up and then it'll hit the 30 minute mark and we're like all right let's see what we got to do this month you know to hit our goals and I feel like we have that balance uh but it's still very professional so how do you develop that um to be honest with you I it's interesting because the way that I build relationships is with prospects and my clients is I'm just myself I treat everybody the same I treat my friends the same as Mm -hmm. my clients family as people that I work with um I obviously keep it professional but I I I, for me I think it's important to also build a friendship within Mm -hmm. a business relationship with someone because it's important because you know we we have we're building a creative business we have to be creative with our strategies and things like that and I think having a good relationship with 
your client in this instance, like you're able to bounce off ideas each other, you trust each other more. Um, so yeah, I'm, I just basically treat my clients as my friends, essentially. Yeah. Um, I've got a really, really strong relationship with all my clients. Like they, I mean, I went to New York for three weeks. I stayed with Judine in her apartment. She's so nice. I love her. She's a, I love her so much. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Judine. Shout out to Dean. <laughs> follow her. Um, and uh, yeah, please follow her. She's an amazing creator. She's called It's Judine Saint G. S A I N T G. I'll put it Instagram. in the show notes too. Lovely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I she she was um, one of my social media strategy uh, clients, and she still is. And um, I basically reached out to her on Instagram. I was a fan fan of hers as well. Started working together. Never met her before in person, but she said to me, "Come and stay with me in New York. Like you will have the best time. Um, we'll work together. We'll chill together." And I've never met before. She's letting me stay in her apartment. I went over there for three weeks. We had the yeah. best time. So that's just a level of like relationships yeah. I have with my clients. Like we're basically friends. <laughs> yeah. I think that's important too, because like you're a true, like outside of work, uh, having those relationships just makes it easier to even get work done. And to like, if you're having those off days, you feel comfortable to go to them and confide in them and be like, Hey, could we just push the meeting today? I'm not feeling a hundred percent. Or like, is there anything we could just get done? Like maybe over email today because I'm feeling X, Y, Z and like being able to have that flexibility is so important. And something that sometimes you don't get in the corporate world either. Like if you have a call and you feel like you have your period in your crampy and you just don't want to talk to people like you still have to take that call but yeah um you know they say I think this is very like old school they say that you shouldn't mix friendships with business or you shouldn't really become friends with your clients and stuff like that but I just think that is so outdated like I've Mm -hmm. I've I've basically tripled quadrupled my income since I've started my business and that's based strategy. off of the fact that I've built such strong relationships with people mm-hmm. and it's really it's really worked well for me I just think you do still need to set those boundaries yeah. at times with your clients um, even though you're friends and just like have that mutual respect for each other and if there's not if there's something that you guys aren't happy with like you you you're able to have that open and honest conversation and ensure that it's nothing personal it's just to do with business yeah and like setting that boundary from the beginning too you know what I mean? Yeah. So for exactly. Lunar Light, what is like your ideal client? You know what I mean? Because people will hire you, but at the same time, it, the relationship goes both ways. You want to make sure that the people that you're bringing on to your team are like corresponding with like your brand message, your brand value. So maybe like go into your brand value first, then how do you find people that match that? Well, my ideal client is someone like Julie. <laughs> <laughs> and um, no my ideal client is so I'm very because my business is very specific as well um mm-hmm. I like to work with uh with creators that really have a purpose they want to fulfill their purpose um and when I mean a purpose like they have a purpose that they want to help people or inspire people or motivate people or you know basically be like a big sister or a business mentor or something like that for their followers on Instagram and they just need help bringing that out 
and strategizing their content to be able to connect with their following a lot more and be able to actually like monetize with that if that makes sense Mm -hmm. but i really connect well with purpose-based creators essentially does that make sense yeah and i feel like as you're explaining the purpose that you're seeking out of other people it like is low-key your purpose as well yeah you know what i mean so just like finding that connection is really helpful yeah so example you know a lot of my clients are online fitness coaches like julie Mm -hmm. and then i have um clients that are like storytellers like their whole niche and branding is to be a storyteller and and um you know inspire others that have been in similar situations with themselves to find their purpose and um just like you know live their life basically and not have to be like under the thumb of like society or their parents or whatever it might be um and I feel like that's just what I'm most passionate about and what I feel most connected to, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So when you're helping out your clients and kind of strategizing, like looking into 2023, I don't know if you have an answer to this, but like, where do you see social media going, evolving to then? Like, is your strategy for Lunar Light going to change as like these platforms start to change as well? Yeah, so I'm constantly monitoring the ever-changing algorithms of uh, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, like whatever that is out there, basically. Really, I keep an eye on, and also my assistant keeps an eye on, like, ongoing trends. There's new trends all the time on social media. Um, It is important to, you know, do post some content on emerging trends. However, it's important to continue growing your like value-based content and think, staying true yeah. to yourself and your personality yeah matching those trends and connecting it to your niche is like where some yeah. people like fault you know what I mean yeah instead of just like exactly. following the trend it's like no take the trend and like put your own twist on it to match like yeah. what value you're bringing to you know yeah um I do think that um storytelling is I mean, storytelling has always been huge on social media, but especially it's, now, it's it's predominantly been bigger on YouTube rather than on Instagram and TikTok. But because of TikTok, people can only really assume, consume bite-sized content now. Like long-form ADHD. content is really difficult <laughs> for people to consume. Thank you, TikTok. Yeah, I know. It's like a video that's more than three seconds. I'm like, oh, this is taking forever to get to the point. <laughs> I know. I know. Even I have that problem as well. Like, yeah. it's, it's it's crazy. Like, it's, I think everybody's developing ADHD because of it. I'm not going to lie to you. I know. It's definitely tough. So say a client comes to you or... I don't know, someone comes to you for advice and they're starting at zero, okay? They just left their job. They're like, okay, I want to do this all by myself. They could be making like a bracelet brand, like anything, whatever. And they're like, okay, I'm going to start building up a plat- my platform and my audience. Like, where would you tell them to start? Yeah, so find your niche, like I mentioned. Yeah. Um, identify who your ideal target audience is. You can do this by starting off imagining the actual ideal client or mm-hmm. customer so actually like giving them a name the age location oh yeah we did that we did that yeah when we first yeah, started yeah. i remember that i love that activity <laughs> the busy girl <laughs> yeah the, 
Mexico and the fitness girl. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, identifying who your ideal customer is because a lot of people, what they get wrong when they first start start a brand is they just want to appeal to everyone. Mm-hmm. I feel and like I have that issue. Yeah, and unfortunately... <laughs> we- <laughs> Sorry, we're still working through it, okay? <laughs> yeah, we're still working through it. No, you're good, girl. Um, but unfortunately, you can't appeal to everyone because not everybody is going to... Like you. Or want or like, to see it. Yeah, or, or feel relatable, related to your brand. So you need to really like select a specific target audience. Like, for example, you know, with streetwear brands, mm-hmm. streetwear brands target, you know, uh, people, like, in their late teens to, like, uh, to early 30s, basically, essentially, yeah. that live in, in areas that like hip-hop, like, do, do you know what I mean? They're, There's a target like, audience that they're, yeah. Target within that. Yeah, so identifying your target audience, um, creating, like, a brand strategy slash content plan. Um, so what a lot of creators, especially... Um, like struggle with is like they have all these ideas of like what content they want to post and um like who they want to like appeal to but they don't plan it properly mm-hmm. so the content is very sporadic it's, it's a bit all over the place so actually like having a concrete plan or schedule and saying okay on this day I'm going to post this and uh, on this day I'm going to be posting like a day in the life and this po- day I'm going to be posting um behind the scenes of creating uh this item yeah for example being able to schedule that is like really important and planning it um and also create as much video-based content as possible like unfortunately the days of still images carousels are a little bit redundant in my opinion i think posting as much video-based content and showing your brand personality as much as possible is super important um also i think like going out and like finding your audience as well and like and like taking that first step don't not just sitting there post and be like okay now come to me like no go outreach yeah yeah you know that's what I was I was gonna um say that as well it's really important to like Junie said like go and find your audience mm-hmm. engaging with accounts similar to you going through like similar hashtags going on geotags engaging with the accounts DMing I would say DM up to 10 yeah. new accounts a day building a relationship with them um there's so many there's so many different engagements on how to like build an account it's crazy we could literally be here all day um i would say as well like do a mixture of like value-based um funny trendy Mm -hmm. personality mixture post all your value valuable based valuable based content at the start of the week and then towards the end of the week post all your like trendy funny like relaxed light-hearted content that's a good tip yeah i i say this to all my clients because usually at the beginning of the week like people are on like boss mode yeah they're all serious and then towards the end of the week they're like i I just want i just want laughs (laughs) something light and fluffy yeah i just want banter i just want a vibe you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. (laughs) exactly like they're getting ready to go out on the weekend yeah and then also as well you can use social media tools to help you um and content creation tools so one really amazing content creation tool is canva canva (laughs) Canva is the goat i've i've had canva premium for like a year and a half now and i don't know how i did anything without it yeah it's honestly amazing and i love the fact that the founder of canva is a woman 
Is she really? I didn't know that. Yeah, a young woman. I think she's like late, no, late 20s or early 30s. Wait, I think I actually listened to a podcast she was on and apparently she came out with it in like 2012 and people were like, yeah, this is not going to be anything. And now it just like popped off. Yeah, yeah, she had she had so so many doors closed in her face. But you know what? If you really believe in yourself, your mm-hmm. product, what you're selling, you can make it happen. I'm telling you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Canva and the social media tools such as like Hootsuite, Planoly, Later, they're all really good. I love Planoly. It's like super easy to use, and you can like plan out your grid and stuff like that. Oh, that's um, cool. Also regularly look at your insights on instagram and tiktok at least once per week to see how your engagement and your reach is going mm-hmm. and then one other tip i'd like to give is set yourself homework once per month and go through like your content that's been like the most popular the most engaging for the past month mm-hmm. note it note it down in order and then you can see what content is engaging well and what's not and then you can build a strategy to help yeah, you move forward using the insights of the content that has basically gone viral so you can create more of that yeah I've done a lot of that and I see like the form tips do really well like uh what else is well like transformations do really well too and it's just like having I don't know like when you can actually see the measurements and you know the actual change and the like engagement levels because now Instagram gives you all those graphs it's easier to like make that plan you know what I mean so I guess making sure you have a creator or business account is step one too like make sure your account's not just normal because you don't get those analytics without that Yes, yeah. I forgot to mention that. Thank you for mentioning that. Yeah. Make sure your all of your social media accounts are business accounts because otherwise it's just a personal account. Exactly, yeah. All right, well, we've been talking for a little bit now. To wrap things up before, I want you to give one piece of advice, business advice to like someone that's aspiring to be an entrepreneur uh, or just like wants to start their own brand, but maybe they're afraid to like take the leap. What would you say to them? This might seem a bit cliche, but you can honestly achieve anything that you want to if you really set your mind to it and you really believe in yourself. I think that's the first step. You Mm. need to trust your source trust that what you're going to be selling or providing is is going to be successful and you know what even even if it isn't successful you've learned a lot from that experience and you can use that moving forward to create something even better yeah there's always a learning experience and I think another thing is just like your audience is out there I feel like a lot of people get stuck because they're like oh no one's gonna want to know that or see this or do this like there's an audience that's gonna resonate with you out there you just have to find them and be like intentional with finding them exactly yeah do we do a business plan I know earlier I was like oh I was just like a bit all over the place obviously do plan out like your short medium and long-term goals um like write down like what your um like your, your aim is for your business your what your niche is for your business what your target audience is like do all that planning and stuff like that but yeah. just go for it like and it's never you're always going to feel like it's never a good time to start something mm-hmm. I've spoken I've spoken to so many people and they're like I want to be self-employed I want to set up my own brand I want to start my business but I just don't feel like right now is a good next time next year next year New Year's, year Monday <laughs> yeah monday yeah 
<laughs> honestly like it's never going to feel like a good time to do it you mm. just need to just do it yeah I agree just bite the bite the bullet is that the saying yeah and you know um you can always start a business whilst you're in full-time work that's what I did. so yeah so don't feel like it's a grind to... but it's nice it's a grind of course and a bit of your work-life balance is going to be taken away but you need to think of it you need to think of the bigger picture and say, okay, I need to sacrifice a little bit of time and like, you know, six months or whatever to build this up. And then after um, a certain period of time, you can leave your job and like just focus on your full-time thing. Yeah. So there's always opportunity. I think one thing I think a lot of people do is they kind of just put themselves in a, in a box and yeah. kind of think, okay, I need to just like do this job for the rest of my life. I can't do anything outside of that because I don't have like the capacity to do so that you can make, do the, have the <laughs> if you want it if you need it you just need to be smart about it yeah yeah just make it a priority well with that being said like I know you said that you when you're starting off your brands you have to like make these goals make these plans but I think that's an evolving thing like you should constantly be making goals for yourself so maybe just to end it off like what are your goals for yourself in the next let's say like five years I don't know how old were you be then 32 30 33 right wow yeah, so scary <laughs> so my my goals so god <laughs> I know it's a hard okay, question gonna, it could gonna, be high level yeah okay so my goals um so I want to work with more like PR companies, um, influencer marketing companies to do like influencer social media strategy because I do that already. Yeah. Um, but independent influencers, I don't actually currently work with PR companies and stuff. So I want to do more of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to build all three verticals and be able to like bring on more employees. I want to eventually open an office. Um, me personally, I want to move over to the States at some point. Um, Come to, to the dark side. Yeah, I want to the dark side. So 90% of my client base is in the East Coast, which is crazy because I'm based in London. Yeah. Um, and so I want to move over there. I've, I did want to move to New York, but I actually think I want to move to Miami now. Oh my god, we had so much fun in Miami. I feel That's like so we're, we have to definitely have you on the podcast again and like go into like life stuff because uh, there's so much more to talk about. <laughs> um, so yeah, I want to like work more with influence, like PR companies. Mm. I also want to go more into like fashion now. Like I really love Ooh. fashion, so I would brand strategy for like fashion brands. Um, I want to start like a mentorship academy, like I said, for young female entrepreneurs with ADHD. And there's so much. I just want to do it all. <laughs> you can. That's the best part. You can, can do it yeah. all. It's so um, exciting. But I want to say thank you so much, Julie, for having me on your podcast. Oh, you're so welcome. This was so awesome. And I'm, I'm like, have learned so many new things about you. Like your twin, what? <laughs> how did I not know that and just like hearing your story it just makes me look at you and like be even more like proud of the person that you are and like even happier of like who I get to work with every day so thank you for coming on and we'll definitely have to do this again sometime thank you and uh guys if you want to follow me on oh social... yeah pimp yourself off out off <laughs> 
Okay, so my socials are Shadi S H A D E E underscore underscore B on Instagram, and then on TikTok it's S B World X on TikTok. Yeah, and um, I post a lot of content about my lifestyle, ADHD, entrepreneurship. I'm going to be posting more about brand strategy tips and stuff like that. So. Give me a follow. <laughs> I'll put it in the show notes too. I'll put the link so it's easy for you guys. But thank you. And I will talk to you guys next week on the next episode. Thank you. Bye. Bye.